the great idea to, as he was leaving work, change into his Harry Potter shirt that just said Muggle on it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, walking to the clock, and one of the guys I worked with, he was, um, at the time, one of like the summer interns, sees this, and he's like, what the fuck is Muggle? And he's like cracking up. He's like, yo, yo, yo. And of course, the other guy um, I work with, he breaks him over. Oh, you got to see this. I'm like, what are you, what, what? No. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> and he's like, Muggle? What is that? And so, I'm explaining it. And like, I know they don't care. So, then my name became Muggle. Then Mugglator, Mugs. <laughs> oh my God, Mugglator. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> so I became the Mugglator. <laughs> I mean, if you ever make a trap album, I feel like there's your <laughs> name right there. <laughs> Little Mugglator. <laughs> oh, see, I was going to go with like Young Muggle. <laughs> that works too. Oh, there we go. That's what we need. Now I'm saying that someone's going to take this idea and I'm going to get credit for it. But we need a Harry Potter theme trap album. I'm actually now starting to like form lyrics and starting to like work out like songs. I'm like, shit, now I need someone who makes beats. <laughs> Would you like to be my DJ? I can learn that. Okay. <laughs> Only if you do a version of Regulate by Warren G, but it's Muggle Muggleate. <laughs> 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 that's oh, that's all I need. Shit. <laughs> now that's stuck in my head. It's like, can we just spend the whole podcast just looping regulate? Just kind of like, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> God, now I'm just starting to think of like stupid ass punchlines. Like they call me Malfoy because they keep that Draco on me. It's like, <laughs> I like that. Hold on. Now I gotta use that shit. Now I'm just giving away free ideas. <laughs> All this shit is copyrighted. TM, bitches. <laughs> T-M-T-L-A-T. <laughs> Comma, bitches. <laughs> That's legally binding. <laughs> Regulators! Mount up. Talking like a team. <laughs> the podcast where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. Da, 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 da. See, you hated it at first, and I think it's growing on you. It's growing on me. I like it. I it's really rolling. Like <laughs> I think well, see, I can't take credit for that. That would be my wonderful co-host. Hey, that's me. Yes. Oh God, are we gonna have like nicknames now? It's like Briggy and the Muggulator. Oh my god. Oh, we're turning it oh no, we're turning it to morning zoo. <laughs> Like, hey, Bergie the Mugglator. <laughs> WTLAT Radio. It makes me think of Wheels and the Leg Man from American Dad. I don't like it. Oh, no. See? Oh, all right. You know what? That is the perfect way to make me not do that. Yeah. So that was awesome. Cool. <laughs> so how are you? I am great. And so are you. Do you know why you're great? Sorry, um, I'm still thinking about Regulate. <laughs> Because the New Jersey Devils finally figured out how to win a fucking hockey game. Thank the fucking maker. And not only did they figure out how to win a hockey game, they won that hockey game against the New York Hockey Rangers. Because, and this is why um, 
Matter of fact, I was just was last weekend. Oh, well, uh, the weekend that we recorded this, because Lord knows when this is actually coming out. Right. But the Jets were what winless, and I think they they won their first game against the Cowboys. <laughs> so it was like to them, they pretty much celebrated like they won a Super Bowl. They're like, "Look, it's like, oh, so what's your strategy for next game? It's like next game, we're done. Like we just <laughs> needed to do that, and we're piecing out of this. Like, what do you, you think we're actually going to the Super Bowl? Fuck out of here." <laughs> I was so thrilled because not only did we get our first win of the season after, what, six, seven games? Uh-huh. Uh, it was against the Rangers, and honestly, that's all we needed. That is the devil's only mission as a hockey team. It's like, we could pretty much never get another Stanley Cup, but did we beat the Rangers? Yes. Did we beat the Flyers? Yes. <laughs> well, and we are we set. didn't beat the Flyers last week, but... That, that wasn't the point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> Because then they're going to want to go on um, at TLAT Podcast and be like, Adrian, you're wrong. Or they'll go on Instagram and at TLAT Podcast as well and be like, Ashley, you're wrong. Well, no, you were. No, Ashley's right. I'm wrong. There you go. They can come to the Instagram and yell at me because the lightning aren't doing great. They're not going to yell at you because you, you know what it is? You have like the ultimate, like you have pretty much what the devils don't. Caden. <laughs> that is very true. No one ever yells at anybody with cute dogs. Do the devils have a dog? No, maybe that's what we're missing. We're missing cute. That's what hockey needs. There we go. The hell with the New Jersey Devil. The hell with Gritty. Well, Gritty's dead. I'm sorry. Rest in yeah. peace somewhere. We covered that. We need, every team needs cute dogs. The Lightning got a dog and he looks like a grown up dog already. Like, Bolt was too old. We missed the like super cute puppy phase of Bolt. And the fact that Bolt is like a boring, not boring, but the fact that Bolt is like a golden retriever instead of a cute dog that looks like the Bolt from the Disney movie is a missed opportunity. Right. And maybe that's why they probably didn't do it because Disney is like, look, that dog and that name are copyrighted. <laughs> and also golden retrievers have not been like the it dog since like the 90s. Like this ain't Homeward Bound. Oh, don't make me. S oh, wow. Do not make me start crying immediately. <laughs> Sorry. Those movies are. There are oh a lot. my god! Oh, and then there was like the one like Far From Home, The Avengers, The Yellow Dog. Like there was just all these movies were like depressing as shit. But I was like, hey, Golden Retrievers. Uh huh. All right, so let's see. Bolt. What? Okay, so since they probably can't use, because what was the breed of dog in the movie? I don't know that they ever actually specified what Bolt was, but let's ask the internet. Bolt is not. Spe Bolt's breed is not specified in the movie, but animators based him on the White German Shepherd. Dude, White German Shepherds are so cute. Have I actually seen a picture of a white German Shepherd before? I mean, it's a German Shepherd, but it's all white. No, that one. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited. And I know this is bare minimum very sad, but I think it's different in, let's say, a sport like hockey. Because in football, it's like, I mean, if you go like four games winless. It's over. Trying to bounce, yeah, it's, it's done. Yeah. At least with hockey, there's a little bit more time. I know this. everybody says this when the team's losing a lot, and it always <laughs> sounds like bullshit. Yeah. It does. Uh, rhetoric, but it we really are like legit rebuilding because there's a lot of like new faces, and I think they're really still trying to figure out how to work as a team. But I knew when they were playing the Rangers, they're like, "Look, we cannot lose to the Rangers. We will be the laughing stock of the East Coast. Like we cannot." I think that was our best motivation. They're one, four, and two right now. Oof, oof, that's not great. Um, that is not good at all. <laughs> Jesus, Millie Rockin' Christ. But you are right. Um, they've got a lot of new pieces, and it takes time for everybody to sort of get their shit together. 
Because the Blues did something similar at the beginning of last season. Right. And now every hockey team that starts out shitty is going to say that. You started a thing. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. And every team that's last place in January is going to be like, we're good. We're still in this. We can do this. Which is not a bad thing inherently. That's actually good because, I mean, the alternative would be like, all right, we're done and fuck this. Because matter of fact, after the game last night, I was checking my Twitter feed and most of the dialogue, whether it be interviews from players or reporters or just insiders, essentially, it's like they kind of allude to the fact that they were really having to learn how to play like a team. And the fact that they're really still sort of putting the pieces together, because I got I can't even remember who it was that said it was, you know, they almost like they thanked management for pretty much not giving up on it, which is like, holy shit. Right. Well, and <sighs> there's been so much talk about John's Hines getting fired, even to the point where there's fake Twitter accounts tweeting about him and his staff being fired. I said that to you, and I wasn't sure that you immediately would notice that it was a fake account because it actually looked pretty legit. Yeah, um, it did. <laughs> But I'm just like, going. really? This is, I I don't I don't understand breaking fake news on Twitter. But I don't know. I think John Hines is a good coach. Anything I guess we can do to to keep him around and see if you know once these players get some chemistry and see if his system actually works before they end up firing. Right, and that's something that we definitely can talk about at some point because this happens a lot in sports when a team is underperforming. The first person to go is usually the coach. But to me, I feel like that's not always the answer because sometimes it's not the coaching. Yes, but it's easier to fire a coach than it is to, you know, fire a player, or move people, especially in a cap league like the NHL. Right. But yeah, there there have been a lot of coaches that have been fired for things that aren't necessarily their fault. And it's horseshit. But you're right. Because to me, I'm thinking about, all right. It's the start of a season, you know, like you said, you have a lot of new pieces, and I'm not even thinking of the devil specifically, but just any sport. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's like, it takes a while to get into any kind of rhythm, and I really don't expect too many teams to come out the gate just swinging unless either A, they just happen to just be kind of work out the momentum of the season prior. Right. Or they're fucking cheating. <laughs> so, so it takes a while to get into that, but of course, you know given owners and sponsors and just overall team round, no one's going to sit there and just be like, hey, it's a slow build, like, every time. Right. But I'm being realistic. These are people. And, like, any group of people who are working, like, they have to find a way to work together. Because especially if you have new people, if you have the same people, it's, it takes a while. But who's really going to sit there and be like, all right, well, we're just going to eat those first few games. And then we might kind of start working together. But beating the Rangers, getting their first win, I think is a nice bit of a momentum stand. Hopefully, they can kind of just build up from that. For sure. You need something... You need something to hang your hat on, and this is a good place to start. So good on them! Right for the Devils, they are starting to figure shit out. Yeah, that's it. That's the hockey part. We did it. A Bergian Muggle Hockey Report. Sports desk. Sorry, I can't use that. That's not mine. Um, I don't have a soundboard, so. God, wait, should I be really awful and add it after the fact? <laughs> it's like, this just sounds like the Daily Double like sound effect from Jeopardy just slowed down. It's like, no, that's not what we're doing. Hooray for getting sued. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for next week when we turn into talking like a lawyer. <laughs> Guess what? Come at me. I don't have any money. <laughs> Don't, no, don't, <laughs> do not, no, stop. <laughs>
Did I mention Jeopardy? I'm sorry. No. What what game show? Yeah, that one where they asked the answer in the form of a question. Something. But it's not that show. Don't sue us. Um, it's Geo Party. Yes. Yeah. Hanging. Yeah. Like G E O Party. <laughs> it's all map related questions. <laughs> oh God. Hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> As we slowly descend into madness. <laughs> this is the part where a transition would go. Um, <laughs> I'll get there. Um, <laughs> no, it's not even, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just like, oh. I got it. Okay. So, Geo Party, trademark, is a show about questions. And today, we prepared some questions for each other in regards to music that we thought would be fun to talk about. Right. Because, I mean, man, I'm yes, good at as this. being friends for like six, what, six years. <laughs> yeah. You think, wow, there's a lot of things we don't know about each other. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> As friends do. Like, wait, how long have we known each other? It's been at least two decades. <laughs> what do I really know about Ashley, though? Not a whole lot. I know she's into hockey. She's got a dog. Actually, well, more than one dog. And that's it. Like, <laughs> Also, I'm an assassin. That I actually believe. <laughs> I legit believe it. I play GTA with you. I am worried. A half an hour in, would you like to start... With the first question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, trust me. I'm having way much more fun now, so okay. you're good. But no, Um. wait. So wait, who's going first? You are. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Uh-huh. So I have a couple of goofy questions. Okay. But there is one, and maybe it's me, because I'm. there's one question I always wanted to ask, but it almost kind of says more about me than it is than it would you. I have a couple of questions like that, too. So Okay. Because remember that conversation we had off my, oh, this is God, it's going back a couple of weeks ago, where I basically had that playlist or like my late for work playlist? Yes. So in telling that story, I realized that I can get really ritualistic with some of my music listening. Mm -hmm. So I was always wondering, do you have any like particular songs or a song that you listen to only in particular situations? Like, for instance, being late for work or anything like that? Or like, okay, if I'm playing video games, if I'm listening to like music in the background, does it like a particular type of music? So, yes. This is a, this is probably, this is an example of what you're talking about. It's a weird example of what you're talking about. Um, I don't like to fly. Um, I'm, have that Midwestern gene in me that's like, oh, it's only an 18 hour drive. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so, when I drive to St. Louis from Tampa adjacent, I have specific parts of that drive where I have to listen to certain things. Oh, cool. I don't really get driving anxiety. Like, that's not really a thing. I do, however, get driving anxiety driving through Atlanta because all of the highways have like 10 lanes of traffic and the speed limit is like 45 and everybody's going 90. And if you're not very familiar with it, um, it just seems very dangerous. It's like everybody's kind of driving in GTA. <laughs> I always listen to Queen going through Atlanta because I listened to those songs a lot growing up as a kid. I know them like the back of my hand and they're all very fun. So instead of me focusing on like panicking while driving through Atlanta, it's me focusing on nailing all of the words to like bicycle or something stupid like that. It's just like me trying to trick myself into having fun. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a song. Oh, God, now I'm trying to think about bicycle a little bit. Song. 
You know, everybody's all like, oh, Nail the Rose of Bohemian Rhapsody is like boring. Bicycle. Bicycle. Death on Two Legs. That shit fucking rules. Like, Queen has so many good songs. Um, Too many good songs. I would argue that there there might be too many good songs in the (laughs) Queen Library. It's almost as if they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a reason. Yeah. It's it's Queen through Atlanta. I listen to Ben Folds through Nashville because Ben Folds is from Nashville. There's a part of that drive where you are driving through the mountains and it's usually, I usually do a lot of folky bluegrass stuff. And then once I'm about a half an hour out from St. Louis, uh, the Nelly comes out and the Nelly pretty much stays on until I get to my destination. <laughs> because if you are driving over the bridge <laughs> into St. Louis looking at that arch and Nelly is not playing, Congratulations, you just did it wrong. <laughs> okay, duly noted. Now, I guess if I'm flying, um, I guess I'll have to, someone will have to point out at what point do I start playing Nelly because I won't be able to see the arches necessarily. That's true. It's like, attention uh, passengers, uh, we are flying near the arches, so please, uh, we will be turning on um, Hot and Her by <laughs> Nelly. Um, and afterwards, we'll be hearing the dulcet tones of the St. Lunatics. Hell yeah. Thank you for flying um, Redacted Airlines. Have a great day. <laughs> Hot and... <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I just imagine all the flight attendants to come up with like do-rags and band-aids on their left cheeks? I'm like, added part of this, yes! part of this is a little messed need- up, but you know what? It, it's so fun. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, the black lights come on. I'm like, this is not the safest way to fly, but it's amazing. I want I want that now. I want somebody to give me a bunch of money so that I can create an airline that is music themed. So, like, you're flying into Vegas and they're like, all right, it's time to listen to the killers. Or uh, you're flying into Chicago and Chicago starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> I would nail I would nail down the playlist and shit, obviously, before we got planes in the air. Until you like fly to Wyoming and it's like, are there any famous musicians from Wyoming? I'm sure there's some bad country dude from Hold on, now Wyoming. I gotta actually look this up. Um actually while I'm looking this up though, uh do you have a question? Okay. So speaking of bad country music, is there a a song or a musician or a band that you unironically enjoy? That would seem very off-brand for you. <laughs> just listen to me bring out the song on you know, any other episode, and I think that answers the question. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> not so much a song, but maybe a genre. Because uh-huh. um, yesterday, Eileen uh, and I went out for lunch, and while we were leaving, or at least towards the end as we were um, like wrapping up lunch, um, it's going to be me was on NSYNC. Hell yeah. And much like with Backstreet Boys and like the other day I was listening to like this mashup of like um I forgot the name of the YouTube account, but they do a whole bunch of mashups. Like they did one of like Paramore's Ain't a Fun, but using like the beat nutty of um fifty cents in the club. Yeah, you sent me that one. That one was really fun. Yeah, but that same person did a mashup of Britney Spears Toxic to Deftones Change and House of Flies. And it's actually kind of dope because you know, now I feel like Britney Spears possibly missed her calling to do like a lot of like early 2000s like alt metal. Because <laughs> it, it kind of rips in a weird way. But 
Yeah, pop music, especially more specifically pop music of the late 90s, like, you know, your Britney Spears and NSYNC, Backstreet Boys kind of stuff, like, or like O-Town and Five, like that kind of stuff. Oh, hell yeah. You're speaking my 12-year-old language right now. Right? Despised it. But granted, it's what we listen to. It's what my sister listened to. I mean, in addition to other stuff, but that was the thing I swore her down, hated, hated, hated. And it's like, this is not me. Let me be all angsty. Fucking love it. It rips. (laughs) I'm just imagining Britney Spears doing, like, baby metal. Uh Unironically, I think something like that for her would kind of be dope because I feel like vocally, just kind of doing a complete 180 musically. And it's like, look, I'm not necessarily getting into like when, you know, Vanilla Ice was like trying to do like the rap metal thing. But I think something with maybe like more aggressive music that's not inherently pop or dance might actually be kind of dope. Yeah. Give her a chance to do something different. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like she would nail it as opposed to like Katy Perry doing like tracks with Migos where it's like dope (laughs) where I'm pretty sure that check was amazing but I'm sure Quavo at one point was like please don't like yeah if you've not seen their Saturday Night Live performance it's it's a lot she's doing a lot she's doing a lot usually yeah but this one was almost the it almost kind of teetered into that Miley territory until like, I think other people are like, don't do this, please. We just, and it's like, we loved you when you were, we had blue hair and you're dancing with sharks. And it was just kind of like, this was fun, but don't do this. <laughs> but I think Britney could pull off something, maybe not necessarily with hip hop, but I don't know. There's got to be some sort of cool, like well-meaning hard rock band that she can kind of link up with. I can't think of any necessarily, but no, I don't know. Queens of the Stone Age, somebody. I was just thinking Queens of the Stone Age, actually. That would be dope. Shit, um, now that you said it, now I kind of want that. Because, <laughs> like, it's it's a departure enough from the, the shit that she does. But I don't think it's too hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not going to be, like, super extreme. Yeah, okay. All right, well, we're geniuses. Um, we are. Again, <laughs> all these free ideas we're just letting loose. Like, come on, like, the Harry Potter trap thing? Shit, I, we should have probably got on that. <laughs> okay, I guess it's my turn now. Sorry, I'm still trying to find musicians from Wyoming, and it's like country musicians from Wyoming, folk musicians from Wyoming, guitarists from Wyoming. Oh, wait, hold on, there's musical groups. Let's see. What do we got? Wait, Teenage Bottle... Wait, how? How did I forget about Teenage Bottle Rocket? The name of the album was... <laughs> okay, I... For years, Wyoming was always my go-to state for, like, nothing exciting happens. Like, one of my favorite punk groups is from there. God damn it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> also, I don't know who Righteous Vendetta is. Oh, they're Christian metal. I had it. I had it. I should have just guessed. I mean, I legitimately don't recognize anybody else from this list aside from Teenage Bottle Rockets. Yeah, I. Mm, I think that might just be it. Hey, you sure you you sure you're not a fan of Righteous Vendetta? I don't know what that means. <laughs> they are a Christian metal band. Uh, those are two things I don't particularly enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if you, okay, let's see. I don't know. There's a Ashley Bergie biopic being made about you. You're a fucking creep. I had this question. <laughs> well, I, crap. Well, okay. How, wait, why am I a creep? <laughs> what if you're the creep? Wait, when did you write yours down? It was the very first question I had. Shit. Okay. So mine definitely came out to yours. So now, yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, ask your question. <laughs> no, I don't want to, because now I feel creepy. Ask your question. <laughs> what are you writing there, Ashley? <laughs> okay. What song would you choose for your opening credit scene? Oh, your question is a little different than mine. Um, 
<laughs> no longer a creep. <laughs> no longer a creep. Same thought process, though. Um, that just means that you're also a genius. No. Uh, let's see here. Um, I choose, my choice is one of two songs, depending on, I guess, the opening tone of my movie. Uh, but both choices are from the same album. That makes you feel better. Okay. Well, I mean, we could always do it like, you know how, like, sometimes there's music that plays over, like, the studio yeah. crawl? Like, okay. Um, either I want Suki in the Graveyard by Bell and Sebastian, <gasps> or I want Another Sunny Day by Bell and Sebastian. Suki in the Graveyard, like, the best song off of the Life Pursuit. Yeah. I love that fucking Which album is- to death. Fun- oh, see? And funny enough, I that's actually one of my least favorite Bell and Sebastian albums. Well... Which is saying a lot, because, I mean, they're mostly pretty good. I'm sorry that you're wrong, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say at the beginning of the show that you're right and I'm wrong, so. See? Further confirmation. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, I guess to track us into my question to you, if you could have a band or a musician create the soundtrack to your biopic, who would you choose? Just one. Oh, damn. This this is pretty much asking me, like, if I had, like, eight children, like, which one do you love the most? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, shit. This is going to be tough because, damn, there's so many, like, ways I can go with this. It's like, what musician would be versatile enough to cover them all? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. I, <laughs> I know for I, the I, listener, I gonna... we've just cut out ten minutes of silence. You're welcome. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Like, please stand by. <laughs> Shit, I almost just, I mean, short answer would be Dave Grohl. All right. Why? Because I'm trying to think of, it was, you say why? Yeah. Because Dave Grohl, that's why. Because <laughs> um, I was just thinking of my music and personality shifts so much. I was thinking of, like, who's a musician I know of who can kind of play different styles, or at least enough that would kind of fit everything. Uh-huh. And at least his, because I, I don't know, I just think that would be... God, because what's the song in particular? Because I'm thinking of one that would be a fun intro. Shit, what was the name of the Foo Fighters song? <laughs> just just the one. <laughs> there's like 50,000 Foo Fighters songs. Exactly, that's why I can't nail it down. But there's one that I always think of. Um, Oh my god, now I can't think of it. Oh, shit. Well, Alright, uh, can we pass? Because I'll... <laughs> You said Dave Grohl. Um, I can kind of get behind that. Dave Grohl's versatile enough. I think he could do some fun, upbeat shit. I think he could do some sad shit. I think he could do some angry shit. I think you've, you've got range there to score your movie. Right, because I was thinking of between, you know, obviously the Nirvana era and even like the iterations of Foo Fighters were going for more of like originally kind of like that first album being more kind of like a punk vibe and then kind of easing more into more of like an alternative almost even there's nothing like to lose is honestly that's like an what i guess people considered adult alternative which right so you know you can do your radio ready shit then you get like weird shit like probot which is fucking great because he can't do like some legit metal shit so i don't know that's always been my go-to because anybody else i feel like it'd give off a certain vibe that would be cool for parts of it but not for like the overall package okay all right so give me a question Okay. <laughs> Alright, I know you were saying you were um you were talking about anime like very quickly earlier, but what is if possible your favorite anime opening song? Um 
that one's super fucking easy because actually the ringtone <laughs> that I use on my phone, it's the 2004 uh, Full Metal Alchemist. It's the first song they use, Melissa. Yes. By Pornography. It's such a good track, and I'm so angry that it never got used on like the U.S. release. Nah, um, it's dope. They uh, their catalog was just recently put on Spotify too. What? Hold on. Yeah. As you're doing this, I'm gonna I'm still gonna add them to a playlist. Yeah. Or all of them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which is what I did. They're just I don't know. It's just like this perfect. It's got this bitchin' little guitar thing that it comes in on, and then the drums kick in, and the chorus is really catchy, and it's very fun, and it's good. Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go, because we're awkward. Um, Have you, is there a show that you've gone to where you looked around and realized that you were very out of place? Short answer, every show. <laughs> I mean, thankfully that's changed over the years, but oh god, this is oh, there's a couple of cho- all right, damn. I let me try to like whittle this down. Okay. I I'm thinking of two shows spe- uh, specifically that fall under this. The first one I'm thinking of was Titus Andronicus. Um they played Maxwell's and Hoboken. and they were matter of fact one of the last bands to play there. Uh, when mm-hmm. it, before it closed, well, the original Max was closed, and I like maybe two songs by then, but I never understood how it was that they got like multiple nights of shows. Are they from there? Yeah, they're from Jersey. Okay, and I know why. everybody loves them, but that show really turned me off of them because, um, well, you know, Atlas, uh, but and I, yeah. we were pre gaming at the restaurant across the street as always. Knock it back, half of Ison's. And for whatever reason, don't ask me why, but on this particular night, we are usually there eating or just having beers and being like, oh, shit, we got to go to the show. We don't want to be late. For some reason, this one soccer match was on that was, like, really fucking good. And you know me, I'm not necessarily the biggest soccer fan. Right. Or at least not in a way where, like, I would be so captivated by a game. But for some reason, this game was just, like, it was really awesome. And it was just, for whatever reason, I just didn't want to leave. And we're like, shit, I paid for these tickets. We should go. And we ended up being, like, damn near, like, 40 minutes late. Mm-hmm. Almost close to an hour. Band hadn't even got on yet, and it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, and they pretty much like just kind of waltzed in, like as if like, yeah, really. So what? You're here anyway, and just had like these really shitty attitudes as they kind of went on stage. And I really didn't know much about the fan base of Titus Andronicus, but it was probably the most broyish shit crowd. <laughs> like, and when I say broy, I don't just mean like, okay, like your typical like you know, button-down shirt kind of bros. Yeah. They were, like, meathead bros. Interesting. And it was just very weird, and I don't know what it was, but all I know is is that I've been to hardcore shows and metal shows. I have not been, like, physically assaulted as much at those shows as I was at this one. And Maxwell's is a a really small venue, so it's kind of like any movement is almost too much, depending on how many people are packed in. But Uh it was just like, I had so much more fun being at you know the sh- a bar at the bar soccer with your friends exactly and it was just kind of like they showed up late they kind of like bullshit their way through the first couple of songs and then the crowd's just being like mad disrespectful and honestly it just left i know that i've heard a couple of songs of theirs but i couldn't tell you anything about it so as you can see it obviously left a lasting impression on me 
So. The one song I do like is actually just called Titus Andronicus. It's a lot of fun. I think it's the only song that I still tolerate, but <laughs> I, it just left such a like sour note, like that one show and just being like the crowd. The other one, which actually ended up being pretty cool, was the one time I saw The Thermals in Brooklyn. And oh, rad. It was because the first time I saw them was also, um, actually, I saw them twice at Maxwell's. But um, they played a show, I think it was like Bowery Ballroom in New York. But the crowd was very, like, very bizarrely well-dressed for a thermal show. Okay. Like, it wasn't even hipster. It was almost like people had left an office that's, like, very formal attire. And it's like, you guys are wearing, like, way too expensive clothes for a thermal show. But it was, like, I was the only one there in, like, you know, really, like, jeans and, like, t-shirt. Like, I looked like I had wore my clothes. But the crowd was actually like really cool. Like it was, it was fun. And screaming females played before that. And it was just kind of fun watching like a bunch of prim and proper people lose their shit. Cause that was also the night that screaming females borderline like summon demons. Like it was just such a like <laughs> fucking like insane show where Melissa Paternoster just, God, like she literally plays like a demon. And like they were just. At some point, they were just starting jamming out, and it just was like, holy shit, at some point, someone might actually bite the head off a bat on some Ozzy Osbourne shit. But it was just like, it was such a really cool crowd. Like, I was, it was really out of place at first, but once the show got going, it was like, it was a really fun crowd. Hmm. And the one lady thought I was a really nice singer. She's like, oh, thank you. At first, because she had turned around, and I was like, oh, shit, she's going to tell me to shut up or, like, curse me out. But she's like, you have a really nice voice. Like, thank you. I was not expecting that to be the words out of your mouth. I thought you were going to tell me to get away from you because it was like they had everybody had rushed the stage. Like, oh, thank you, hipsters. <laughs> That's so sweet. I miss the thermals and I miss Maxwell's. Damn. <laughs> Such a, Sorry. I know. But at the same time, I'm glad they ended when they did because I would hate to have been one of those bands where they kept going and then they all stopped talking to each other. Right. Oh, Team Revolution's also on Spotify. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, sorry. Yeah, we- Spotify figured out that, like, hey, American, there are some American weebs, too, <laughs> and we should give them their music. Oh, see, you fucked up, because now I, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the day. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, You're welcome. I f- failed to see anything wrong with this. Oh, no, I didn't say it was anything wrong. I'm just more of a, hey, how can I be more of an embarrassing weeb? <laughs> um, do you have a question for me? Um, Yeah. Um, Why am I not listening to this stuff? I mean... Oh, you meant for, that. like, the... Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a thing right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, thing. Uh, let's see. So, God. Oh, I had a question and I lost it. All right. Trying to think. Because, all right, in order to ask this question, it's just kind of like... It's a weird way to phrase it. Okay. Because, okay. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who was visiting. We went to the last co show together, uh, Nadia. So, we had this whole discussion. Like, we were pretty much talking for damn near an hour about... At least in this case, it was, um, talking about Coheed. And it's like, okay, we realized that there's not really any Coheed song that we generally dislike, but okay. we kind of went through each album. We're like, okay, of this, of each of these albums, which song could we possibly cut if we had to? Okay. So I guess it's like, cause the re- first question is an album that you really love, like top to bottom. So if you were to go to my iTunes. Mm-hmm. And look up the album that I've played the most. This probably surprises some people, but not others. That album, hands down, probably not even close, is Songs for Silverman by Ben Folds. No, that's actually, knowing what I know about you, that makes perfect sense. Okay. (laughs) So, it's actually a really great choice, by the way. Ben Folds is awesome. Thank you. But, on that album, okay, so that's one you listen to the most. Mm -hmm. If you could, what's a song on there, though... 
that you would be willing to take off. Because basically the gist of what we were doing was it's like, oh, I love every song on that album. It's like, do you really? Like if one of them had to go, which one would it be? Um <laughs> I think I would cut Gracie, but like that's a song about his little daughter. Like I feel bad doing it, but like that's the song where I'm like, I don't I don't really need this. <laughs> it's it's great. Like it's a very sweet song, you know, sung from a father to his little daughter, but like I don't I I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a love between a father and his daughter. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Interesting. Um, sing, sing more sad songs, please. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that exercise for Coheed albums would be very fun. It was really... That was... That's a discussion that I had to have with somebody who I think wasn't isn't so much of like a diehard that like big and defensive because it actually kind of got strangely heated but in a fun way i could see that because it's like how could you possibly cut that and then somebody reordered and it was actually legit fun um because i feel like there are certain albums where it would be very hard for me to cut a song and then there are other albums where i'm like i don't i could cut like three quarters of this album be fine right and that's why like you know as i think about a lot of bands and albums that i've listened to a lot and from bands I love, like, you know, let's say Foo Fighters. Right. My favorite album is The Color and the Shape. I played that to death for years, always in my rotation. But if I really thought about it, I was like, of oh, these songs, which ones do I really not listen to that much? Because I feel like I don't care how good an album is. There's some songs that you definitely don't favor as much. Now, to be fair, there's also albums where some songs I just like more than others at a particular time. Uh-huh. So, you know, same with Cody, where it's like, okay, when, like, say, Unheavenly Creatures, there's 15 tracks on an album. I mean, I guess counting the prologue intro track. Right. But it's a lot of music. And I know at one point, I'm not going to listen to all of these at one in one sitting all the time. So right. I just kind of would cycle through, like, sometimes this one would be kind of hitting a little bit harder than others. This one, maybe this one, for whatever reason, depending on the situation I'm going through, maybe this one's a little hard to listen to. Or maybe this one's just kind of, ah, I'm not really feeling it. But right. generally speaking, there's at least with every album, there's one song that in any situation, it's like, all right, this one might actually be the weakest link on here. And that doesn't mean it sucks. It just means that this one doesn't, I don't feel as strongly about as others. I'm sitting here trying to figure out like what I would remove from like You're the Black Rainbow. Oh, that was tough. Cause I don't think you, that, wait, is that, is that the perfect? Korean album? Cause I'm thinking about it. I don't think I can cut anything from that. I know a lot of people oh say God. Guns of Summer. No, Guns of Summer fucking rips. Shut up. Oh, I didn't know. That's not me, but everybody else. No, I know. I would fight anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're the Black Rainbow is is an album that I get strangely defensive about Mm -hmm. because so many people were like, it's trash. And I'm like, no, no, you're trash. No, hell yeah. Like that one meme with like the one, like the blonde woman who's just kind of like, Cause what's the one meme yeah. where she's like, uh, curse somebody out. And it's like the one picture is always like the cat next to her. The cat. Yeah. That would essentially be <laughs> me with like, <laughs> you're the black rainbow. It's like, yes. yeah, fuck you. That album is gold. Oh, and then man. someone said when skeletons live and I wanted to fight them. I, I don't think that's the right answer at all. So I think in that discussion with Nadia, I think my answer was the last song. The last song is. Yeah, but you need the last song to sort of wrap everything up from like a narrative point of right? view. Right? Um, I think the thing that bothered me was the ending of it. 
I feel like the abrupt end, it makes sense, like I said, from a storyline perspective, which we're not going to get into because we will be here forever trying to explain it all. And I keep, not to completely derail your train of thought, um, I keep thinking about, like, we should do a Coheed episode. And then I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to record a seven-hour-long podcast. (laughs) Oh, I mean, we definitely could. uh, I don't know if it would be worth getting into the storyline. We could just talk strictly music. That's fine. Okay. I'll add it to the list. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought that was going to happen at some point anyway, because, but I just don't think I could go through, because in order to talk about one, you'd have to talk about the others, and I barely make enough sense as it is. I don't want any any more listeners than I already have. (laughs) Well, and and legitimately, like, the shit is fucking complicated. Hell yeah. A lot of children die in space, people. It happens. (laughs) A lot of murder in space. Yeah, space murders. Who knew? (laughs) And then it kind of got dark, because then I'm like, and I started going through most albums and doing the same thing. I'm like, oh shit, I think I became like a musical Thanos, where I'm just like cutting half of the (laughs) albums. I need to quit looking at Coheed albums. All right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, okay, so I would cut Gracie. I don't I don't need that happy parental bullshit. <laughs> Which, funny enough, that's, I think, what made me love The Color Before the Sun. Because just that album came out, or at least when I started kind of really getting into it, was when yeah. I, funny enough, moved, like, got onto the island instead of getting off of it. Right. And I think that really made that album really relevant for me. I mean, yeah, other stuff, too, that... was going on, but... Yeah. It really was. That album came out for you specifically at the perfect time. Yeah. Because I feel like if it came out earlier than that, I'd still enjoy it. But I'm like, damn, it wouldn't have hit as much. It's fine. I wholeheartedly admit that I didn't spend enough time with it. So. I mean, we could always cover that one. Uh, That would be less fun for me than something else. Fair. (laughs) Anyway. Let's talk about that later. Okay. If you could wake up tomorrow with complete mastery of one musical instrument, what would you choose and why? Um, either the bass guitar or the drums because genetics. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just, it's a terrible joke, but I always <laughs> think about the episode of South Park when Cartman was uh, doing the Christian rock band. Yes. And essentially it's like, Token, you're a bass player. And it's like, oh, what? It's like, oh, you just go to the black, I can play the bass. Like, it's like, Token, you're black, you can play the bass. And he just starts playing. It's like, <laughs> how did I do that? And it's just kind of like. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense. And it's like, it's in our DNA. We enjoy bass and percussion, which is why it's like listening to like Injustice for All is so bothersome because they mix the bass out of it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I so after I wrote this question down, I thought about it for a while because I'm like, you could be, you know, you could wake up tomorrow and be like a super great guitar player, but there's still going to be those people that argue like, nah, Jimi Hendrix was the best guitar player ever. Or you could learn some weird off the wall instrument like, like the mandolin or the glockenspiel or some shit and, and wake up tomorrow and be like, all right, there may not be that many people that need a mandolin but whenever they fucking need a mandolin in a song they're gonna come to me and i'm gonna make money (laughs) (laughs) he's like so it's like (laughs) kind of trying to decide like how to approach that question like i don't know i thought about it way longer than i should have (laughs) because i think that's actually kind of cool it's like all right i need a mandolin for this i was like ash he's like yes i'm in (laughs) yes i can do this this is what i was born to do at least as what I told myself this morning when I woke up and was able to play this. 
That's right. But I think I don't, I mean, I have the rhythm. I just don't think my actual like limbs have the dexterity to play the drums, even though I would love to. I would go bass because to me, as much as I love, you know, guitars, I feel like at least of a full band, they're only as good as your drummer and your bassist. That's true. I would agree with that 100%. And I know there's a bunch of guitars for like, you motherfucker. Whatever. <laughs> Boo. Go play Smoke on the Water. Get out of here. <laughs> also, I know everybody loves that song, but dead ass. Smoke on the Water was somebody tuning their guitar, and someone was essentially just kind of like the drummers all like, just you know what, let me just tap a beat to that, because it was rhythmic. And they're like, hey, hold on, we got something here. Play that again. And then they became like superstars. I'm like, no, that is not. No one went out of their way to be like, hey, I got this killer riff. Check this out. No, that was someone trying to figure their shit out because they had just got new gear. Fuck out of here, please. No disrespect. I love them to death, but let's not act like this is like guitar mastery. There's a reason why that song is like your first song you play on rock, uh, Guitar Hero. It really fucking is, though. Holy shit. I know. I got really angry about smoking and water. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Deep Purple might be really overrated. They might be. They might be. Oh, shit. Chances are high. Wait, didn't someone from Deep Purple, uh, from Deep <laughs> just, didn't they someone just die from there? Uh, I don't know about that, so I choose not to acknowledge it. Okay, hold on, I gotta look this anyway, up now, question. I'm thinking, <laughs> I might have cursed on a band and someone just... <laughs> I was like, look, that was my lasting legacy, like, we were homeless before that. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I just Googled Deep Purple and, of course, Smoke and Water, because I defy anybody to think of another popular Deep Purple song. I will That wait. was literally what I was on Spotify looking at it, and I'm like, I feel like I probably know at least one or two of these songs, but, like, psh, not by title alone. Deep Purple's Roger Glover talks the origins of Smoke on the Water. Oh, this is going to be fun. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I did it. I did a thing. Oh, no. This is... I mean, this is... Uh, nope. Nope. No. <laughs> no. I feel like this is... No one knows any of these songs. Fans love the unforgettable riffs of Speed King. No, they don't. Woman what? from Tokyo. I've never heard of that before. And maybe this is, like, me admitting I'm a trash human being for not knowing these songs. I mean... Well, okay. And also, the fact that they're considered a heavy metal band, I get it was the 70s, but, like, no. <laughs> All right. So, their top five tracks on Spotify are a song called Burn, a song called Hush, Perfect Strangers, oh, Star, and then Smoke on the Water. I think I actually know Hush. Isn't that the one that um, Cooler Shaker had covered in the 90s? I know that was like one of their kind of lesser known hits, or maybe one of the better known ones. Are you speaking English right now? <laughs> I don't. I didn't understand anything you just said. Do you, okay, Cooler Shaker was, they had that uh, song, Tadfa, in like the mid to late 90s. I know, really obscure, but I also used to watch MTV at like 3 in the morning when like the weird shit would be on. Fair enough. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes because I do like that song a lot. But they did a cover of a song called Hush that was on, I think I Know What You Did Last Summer. I think one of the soundtracks. I feel like I'm not making this up. I'm not having a stroke. I do not smell burnt toast. Please don't leave me. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna. I want to know. I think this is. The oh, song. hey, can we break some news? Let's break some news. Um, Breaking news: <laughs> the Muggle Later and Bergie. <laughs> New Jersey Devils Nico Heischer uh, agrees to terms on a seven-year, fifty point seven five million dollar contract. Oh shit! 
Nico Heischer, seven years. That's awesome. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's the news. Um, oh, wait a I minute. That was a to, cover. I wanted to listen to a few seconds of this song to see if I know it. Yeah. Um, deep cover. Um, deep cover. Jesus. Coolest Shaker and Deep Purple's versions or covers. It was originally performed oh. by Billy Joe Royal. As opposed to Billy Joe Armstrong? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was... Um, wait, Hush is a song written by American composer musician Joe South for recording artist Billy Joe Royal, whose single peaked at number 52 on a Billboard Hot 100 on October 28th to November 11th, 1967, and number 45 in Canada. Ah, so this was before my time. Just a little bit. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> hearing the, I guess, cover versions of it, but it's weird that Deep Purple gets cited as being the, like, the more popular version. It's like, ha, cover song. All right, uh, let's see. I'll do one more. Okay. At least on my end, because I'm like, mine kind of suck now. I, I kind of, yeah. like, should have probably parsed out, like, the really fun ones to the... <laughs> to the bleak ones? Because this one I was going to ask, but kind of, like, was sort of the same one, like, I guess similar, like, the one about something that would be off-brand. Mm-hmm. Ask me that question. I don't give a shit. Okay. Well, I guess the way I phrased mine was, what was an album you claimed to despise but eventually grew to love? Or maybe not grew to despise, or maybe, okay, maybe that's a bit strong. Or maybe at least one that you didn't feel as strongly at first. I'll, I'll phrase it that way. So, you know how some people look at you and sort of make an assumption about something they think you would dig? Right. I don't know why. I don't know what in my behavior led somebody, I don't even remember, it was a family member, um, led somebody to believe that this would be a gift that I would dig. Um, somebody bought me the Dixie Chicks album Home, which is, if you remember, um, the album they released after they told everybody that they were ashamed about George W. Bush. So, like, basically, it was the album after everybody started hating them. Oh my god, I still, like, I'm embarrassed that... That was even a thing that ruined their careers. Jesus, Lord, have it mercy. really did, and that's it's a really big bummer. It's so shitty. But I was never a huge Dixie Chicks fan to begin with. Like that, like modern country stuff was just never really something that resounded with me because, like, I was a little fucking punk kid, right? So I got this album and just kind of like blew it off, and I finally listened to it, and it took a while. It took several listens but like i've come around on it a lot i think it's pretty good and i actually like i thought about it not too long ago and pulled it out and listened to it recently and it's it holds up pretty well um they go in a more like traditional bluegrass direction with this album which is shit that i fuck with now as an adult So, like, it was, it's something that's more my speed now, but it rules. It's really good. And they're really good. And I am sad for them. I really am too. It's like, there have been, it's just weird to me that, and especially with, I sound like an old person, but, you know, the prevalence of social media and the rate in which people, words, either get misconstrued or maybe they're actually very deliberate and people get dragged for it. What they said really was like the bare minimum. Like, I it could was see, not that bad. Yeah, like I could see. No, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. But I've, I'll, I'll say it like this: I've heard far worse from people, even in like actual music. That well, see, it's mm-hmm, maybe I should maybe not say this part. But like, I think to me, what made that 
kind of terrible, I mean, good on them, is the fact that it wasn't so much the message, because there were a lot of bands that you and I listened to, and maybe don't even listen to, that were very vocal about the fact that Bush is a piece of shit, slash war yes. criminal. Yes. But coming from three, like, white women, uh-huh. when, sorry to say it, I looked at, you know, looking at the election results in the last couple of years, yeah. generally speaking, they're usually not... <laughs> the ones who usually say something like that and it just because i mean coming from especially like if i hate to say it but i feel like that was like they got made an example of and because i could see if they said something really wild like if we ever meet him we're gonna like i don't know cut his fucking head off or something i don't know probably right out. like or something like really super like it was just they were just like we were ashamed to be, that he's our president it wasn't even we're ashamed that he's our president. We're ashamed that he's from the state of Texas. Oh, yeah, because then, yeah, like, wow, people <sighs> really, like, really, like, no one defends their state more for all the shit things they did in fucking Texas, I kind of realize. <laughs> Maybe, again, whoops, um, because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> dear Texas, we love you. No, we don't. You're great. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow, all right. Don't drag us on the internet. Uh, it comes back to the fact that if if John Mellencamp said that, or if Bruce Springsteen said that, it wouldn't have been a big deal. They'd have been lauded for it. Right. But because of the genre of music that they were famous for, and again, maybe this is just something that I'm sensitive to because of my gender, but like because they're women. Right. They took a lot of shit for it. and And that's a bummer. That's a bummer because it derailed their careers. And people have said far worse things, done far worse. Yes. And even in how it was phrased, it was like, this. really, this is the thing that? It was just, it was an off-the-cuff comment that they made at a concert. Like, I... Meanwhile, <laughs> I've had to walk down the street in certain places and see people protesting and pretty much go, like, one step before, like, burning an effigy of, like, Obama. And mm-hmm. yet, somehow just being like, I don't, you know, Bush sucks, which is exactly that. And somehow that's like, because we, well, never mind. <laughs> I love us for real. No, I don't. Uh, I think we need to dig ourselves out of this hole. I'm sorry I took us to this place. No, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a really big bummer because there's no reason why their career should have suffered as much as it did. Nah. And the fact that. It only spoke volumes to some of, like, you know, music industry's hypocrisy, especially when it comes to stuff like that. And it's just like, well, like, really, this was it? This is this is the move? Like, what did you accomplish by, like, doing this? What was what was saved? What was won? And it's just like, y'all suck. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny to me, like, how many times would musicians are all like, hey, you know, that's really, that's what you got upset about? All right, cool. Right. <laughs> don't listen to pretty much anything else ever <laughs> like and i guess it's like that thing we had discussed and matter of fact that other night um we were like kind of like just giving up the 80s music while we we're uh-huh. like playing gta and i'm like how many of those songs looking back like hey these were protest songs <laughs> but most people were probably like just coked up and dancing not realizing someone was saying hey guess what don't blow us up <laughs> Well, like, if you're worried that's about- why we like 99 red balloons in German and not in English. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> this song's about who? Oh, this is dark. I do not like this. <laughs> oh, like, what was that Watchmen where they used that for, like, the one of the 80s scenes? I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> did you not hear the... 
What are we doing? It's so funny. It's so sad, but it's hilarious. Last two questions I have are kind of similar. So I'll just ask one, and then if we get to the other one, we get to the other one. Okay. Do you have a song or an album or a band or anything uh, that you feel like summarizes your personal philosophy? Oh, shit. And if that shit's too heavy, we we can... No, it's not even like, oh, that's too heavy. That's like, damn, there's a few of them. Okay. Damn, I really got... And this is why I wish my iPod hadn't died. Oh. R.I.P. We need to have a funeral for the iPod. Trying to think. Ooh, this is a good one. (laughs) That's tough because I... It depends on, like, my overall philosophy. Ooh, this is... And I know there's an answer to this. Like, it's just like, I, for every reason, I'm like, I can't think of shit. That's totally fair. Because I know once I give an answer, I'm going to listen back and I'm like, that's not what I wanted to say at all. <laughs> You're going to cut in audio and it's going to sound all different. Like, this was totally recorded <laughs> at the same time. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Like, I almost, like, my first thought would have been, um, I don't like shit and I'll go outside by Earl Sweatshirt. But... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See, and this is tough because, like I said, there's a few that I could think of that hit at parts of it, but, like, in overall, hmm. And this is a problem where it's, like, I'm into too much different shit. Yeah. I mean, if you need, you know, if you need five songs or whatever, list, just list a couple. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I sat around and thought about this for, like, a couple hours and still didn't really come to a one-song conclusion, so I completely get it. I know we talked about it earlier, but Color Before the Sun definitely is up there. Yeah. Because there's some albums that maybe, because maybe that's my problem is I'm going based off of stuff I listen to a lot, when there's some that actually hit, but one of them is definitely Man on the Moon by Kid Cudi. Okay. I'm here for that. And it's like, I don't want to, and that's the thing, like, I don't want to come off as, like, super morose, but, I mean, I guess my music does that. (laughs) Because there's... A lot of songs by, let's say, like Iron Sheik, that uh, the punk band Iron Sheik, um, out of like based on Long Island, mm-hmm. they like a lot of their stuff is, but it's also like, damn, that's actually really sad. Like, there's just, oh, damn. <laughs> okay, so when I sat down and thought about this question, um, like the closest I came to an answer was like, even if it kills me. So I think we're just bleak people, dude. I think we may be, and that's like, I guess maybe now I'm like, that's not the vibe I'm trying to give off. I'm like, that's definitely the vibe I have. Yeah. There's just like too many songs off of that album in particular where that are, I'm like, this shit hits very close to home. It really does. Like, cause there's, that's the thing. Trying to find an all encompassing is tough, but you know what? I have an idea. Okay. I don't know how quickly I can do this. Mm-hmm. I feel like to answer this question right now would be difficult, but. And maybe it depends on how far I want to go down, and maybe parts of that I might have to kind of just gloss over just for the sake of, you know... Not wanting to dump your purse on the table? Yeah, but by the same token, I feel like this would be an interesting, maybe, topic for another episode of... I almost said Adrian has issues. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) I mean, I... Well, A, branding? Nope. No, you're on the right path. Thank you. Okay. Adrian has issues. Definitely listen to that. Um, No, but I think it'd be... Because I know I had a lot of fun doing, like, the playlist episode with you, or the playlist episodes, which if you at home have not listened to those, definitely do, because that was a lot of fun. But I think maybe, like, I don't have to go super personal, but I will kind of do... Because there's a lot of different songs, different genres, and there's a whole bunch of shit that makes up me because I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be kind of cool to maybe at some point maybe even do that. 
is kind of make, like, you know, kind of going back to the whole movie thing. Okay, what would basically be, at least generally speaking, like, obviously they're not like these are set in stone, but at least like a mild playlist. I'm thinking, what, four or five tracks that at least kind of make up, or would that be super personal? No, I think that would be fun. Okay, I think we might have to do that at some point, because I think it'd be kind of cool, because there's songs that I'm thinking of, I'm like, all right, this one's cool, this one's all right, but... A lot of it, I think, is either era or mood specific, uh-huh. which can easily change. So I'm trying to think of something that would be more general. But even It Kills Me is actually a really good choice because that is a <laughs> that is a monster of an album. Yeah, don't be surprised if shit from that album ends up on my list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an idea that we you know we could look into. For sure. But all right, see to answer your question now though, I honestly don't think I can. Shit, you got me. I win. <laughs> you sunk my musical battleship. Damn straight. Ashley's right. Uh, Adrian's wrong. Well, okay. This, okay. So I guess I'll ask my final question then. Because um, it's kind of similar, but I think it might be easier. Um, is there a band or musician that you feel like like a soulmate type of kinship with? Not in like a romantic way, but like right. that person fucking gets me. And gets it. Two hours later. Hmm. Broken. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, see, your question's so much better than mine. I'm all like, what's your favorite color? And you're like, what are the secrets of the universe? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, but, okay. But they're damn good questions. No, no so, shade at so, all. No, so to put this into context, this is what being friends with me is like. And Adrian and- can fucking contest to this. I will just send him a message and be like so i was thinking about this at work here's this really fucking deep question <laughs> and but i love Any that thoughts? that is honestly that's badass those are the friends you want in your life the ones that can make you think about shit ah uh, it's because my job does not require me to use a lot of my brain no that's definitely not it i mean that might be part of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> hmm oh shit and that's another that's one of those like damn there's a few of them oh what made me think of this question was Amy Winehouse came up on a Spotify playlist that I was listening to, and I don't necessarily vibe with that as much anymore, but right. there was a point in my life where not to dump my person on the table, but Back to Black hit very close to home with a couple of situations that I was going through, and that was one thing that I said, I remember thinking a lot back then was I'm like, this chick fucking gets it. She gets me. We understand each other. And like, in all reality, like, I don't really have that much in common with Amy Winehouse aside from apparently picking really bad dudes to date. <laughs> oh. Um, and having friends steal your weed. But, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. That it that was just like it was a, a line of thinking that got me to this question. So I was wondering if you'd experience anything sort of similar. Yeah, because all right, instead of trying to find like a definitive answer, I know there's a few. For sure. Funny enough, one of them I kinda thought about was Mark Hoppus. I can see that actually. Because in listening to and I'm gonna try my best not to rave about it. I really thought about um was really as you were talking, start to think about nine, the new Blink White Two album. Yeah, spoiler alert, we're going to record an episode about that album at some point, and it's going to be a lot of positive shit. Right. A lot of positive shit. Yeah. Because then, the other night, I was listening to that, and then, because I never, okay, sorry, I'm going to, I apologize, my brain's going to go places. So, I don't know if anyone else does this, 
I don't know if you if you do this actually, but okay. sometimes when I a new album comes out from a band, and especially if it's a case where there's been a little bit of a distance between releases, uh-huh. I will listen to that album, of course, you know, over time. But then listen to it again in one big playlist of all the other songs in that discography mm-hmm. to see how it kind of like compares, contrasts. Like, looking at progression, kind of like, okay, let me look at this one piece of it, but then let me look at the larger picture. Right. Now, it's easy with a band like Kohee because it's a concept thing, but obviously Blink, obviously there's a connection, but it's a little bit different, or most bands are different in that regard. Right. And listening to Nine compared to, shit, Neighborhoods, to Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, to Dude Rants and Cheshire Cat, and it's like, wow. And there's a reason why Blink-22 was one of my favorite bands, because... That's like that duality of Mark where some of these songs are completely goofy and one would argue maybe childish. I mean, one of the songs is like, you know, it's Labor Day and my grandpa just ate seven fucking hot dogs and then he shits his pants. Like, right. (laughs) So I don't think it's a stretch to say that some of that shit is fucking childish. But on that same album, there's songs that he did where it's like, oh, wow, like, what's the one song? And no one really talks about it, but Roller Coaster. Yes. That is a really fucking depressing song. (laughs) But yet it's framed in this way that you don't really think about it because, again, it's upbeat and it's easy to sing along to. But breaking apart the lyrics, I'm like, wow, like this is maybe it's not inherently saying something outright, but there's a lot more depth to it than you would think. It's basically that person who tries to pretend that they're not serious when it's like they actually have a lot more talent and like chops than they're given credit for. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what made Nine so fun is essentially it's like, I'm not going to hide this behind humor. I'm just going to sing about shit. I, I don't think that, I don't think that that album is devoid of humor. Um, I think it's instead of silly songs, it's, you know, one liners in there or just like little tiny things. That are, are I guess more a better way to say it. playful than, than childish. It's like an adult sense. Right. Yeah. Cause I thought about, um, even California did this, but it was a lot more jarring where you got like, uh, what was the, um, bored to death? Mm-hmm. The one single versus like built this pool. And it was weird because like this is a song that would normally be in Blink's, uh, you know, discography, but it did, it sounded so much more disingenuous mm-hmm. and not in a way like, you know, not in a way to like shit talk, but it just sounded like really out of place because the humor didn't hit the same where you're right now. It's a little bit more fine tuned. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but yeah. I think that's sort of that dynamic that I kind of identify with. Because there's the parts of me that can be really dark, can be really funny, can be sarcastic. And I think in a lot of ways, he's a songwriter that I identify with a lot more than I think I do. I think about, you sent me an article about his side project, Simple Creatures. Yes, Um, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. (laughs) And that quote that he says about why he connected with Alex from All Time Low, where he's like, we both love playing Nintendo Switch. We both love our dogs, and we're both deeply sad people. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be us, dude. Sorry. Yeah, enough for no. I'm glad you went there because, at the risk of sounding like super like schmaltzy and like yeah. overly sentimental, reading that article kind of, and I think I actually said this to you was this sounded almost like a similar story of how this podcast got started. Yeah. Of like, hey, you're thinking about too much shit. Why not just do something with your friends and have fun? Right. And I'm like, holy shit. All right, so, hey, I was able to answer one of your questions. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> we made, I think we made a breakthrough. We figured it out. 
We figured out why this podcast exists. To have fun with friends and occasionally think about shit because that's just us and we tend to be like super deep thinkers if we don't try to be. Yeah. Brains, man. Man, this is this has been a fucking journey. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, thank you for listening to us talking like a team. TLAT podcast, Twitter, and Instagram. I've already defiled myself for one episode, so I'm going to slide out the room. Oh, have a good night. Bye. I was walking with the ghost. For more great podcasts, visit AdrianHasIssues.com.